Hey, welcome back to the High Hills and Tea Podcast. This podcast is the place for women to connect to get their free game on womanhood. From entrepreneurship to relationships, we're having a good girl chat about it all. If you're wanting to work on the side of myself, Crystal Lee, and Rhonda Hunt in 2021 to be a guest featured, then we welcome you to contact us. All the details on how to do so are in the episode notes below. Okay, for this episode, we're joined by Latoya Steenbrink, who's a professional therapist and also the co-host of On the Inside podcast to chat about the many challenges women face and how to get through them. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to the High Hills and Tea podcast. It's your girl, Crystal Lee, and Rianda is en route. She's running a little behind, but she's joining us shortly. However, I would love to introduce you guys to therapist Latoya Steinbrink, who's also the co-host of the podcast On the Inside, which is a podcast for introverts by introverts. Um, I had the pleasure to have a much needed conversation in collaboration with Latoya and her co-host Stacy on behalf of the High Heels and Tea podcast about womanhood and introvert. Now, let me tell you, this conversation was so therapeutic for me because a lot of people don't get the impression due to social media that I am this introvert. And for once, I felt like I didn't have to carry around this guilt trip for being one. So with that being said, thank you, Latoya, for joining us today. Welcome. Hi, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I know it comes that ball of energy that people don't believe. Well, Crystal is an introvert. Here comes the ball of energy behind it. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm good today. That's good. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and get started into the questions. As I mentioned, Rhonda is en route. She will be joining us at any moment now. Uh, we're going to get into the life choices women make today from family dynamics, relationships, um, to career, to parenting. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. What are some reoccurring struggles women are facing that's showing up in your counseling session these days? Um, I'd say anxiety is, is rampant these days. You know, I, I do have women clients. I would probably say men are probably dealing with this too. Um, but I would definitely say anxiety lately has been very high for, for many of us. Mm-hmm. Is it um, like, yeah, well, I was going to mention, is it like the 2020 situation or is it linked to certain things like is it relationships is it anxiety high from jobs is it anything reoccurring specifically so I think anxiety so I I, anxiety is born from kind of other things right things that maybe haven't been resolved from the past and it just kind of builds up to the point where it's just too much I would say the pandemic has been this extra big thing that we've all had to deal with that, of course, is going to make things feel even worse um, and put people kind of over the edge in terms of, you know, I think anxiety, when we think of it, it's this this thing that we want to k- k- kind of keep away. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's normal. It's normal to have anxiety. And, and, you know, I think you, when you hear like somebody famous say like, oh yeah, I still get butterflies before I step on stage or something like that's the normal level of anxiety. That's like, that's okay. Like we're all going to get that. And that kind of rubs us up to do what we need to do. Um, But when it's too much and it's now stopping us from kind of living our best life, you know, like that's that's when we need to kind of take stock of what's going on and do something about it. Okay, And, you know, what's weird is that 2020, like you could just say 2020 and people automatically know you're talking about pandemic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't even say like COVID, pandemic, world shut down. I just said 2020 (laughs) and you knew exactly what I was talking about. Exactly. Do you think um, that trauma leads to that extensive anxiety all the time? Or can someone literally just be in their own way, in their own head to the point where it's not really even linked to a trauma experience. It's just overthinking. And now you have this anxiety attack. Yeah. Um, so I think of trauma, like, so there's big T traumas. There's those really big events that happen in our life. And then there's like little T traumas, which is just like, um, like lots of little things that kind of poke at you to the point where, you know, and and I would say this pandemic has been probably both. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this really big thing happening, but then there's the ongoing kind of daily traumas of just, you know, like being in the store and somebody standing too close to you and you're like, back up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's traumatic. Like where, and then having to like re- relearn how we're navigating the world is we're like in it all the time Mm -hmm. so like I think we've all been going through that and that can definitely lead to anxiety um I would say if if people have those ongoing things in their lives that's that's what typically will lead to anxiety um or maybe you're just a highly sensitive person and and more stuff gets in than what you would want getting in and it's mm. you know that personality is not a bad thing it's that means that you know you've got this huge heart you've you know people probably you know know and trust you and and know you're the person that they can come to for whatever but the flip side of that is like everything gets in um and that can that, that can raise your anxiety you know i didn't think about it that way like being sensitive um or being just so sensitive you let so much more in and that's a whole personality trait I've never thought about it that way and that's good because I like to tell people up front I am sensitive but my cope mechanism to deal with things is I probably was shut down before I actually act aggressive or emotional, which shutting down is an emotional reaction, but you know, before I, you actually know what's going on with me, but yeah, that's, that's maybe we can say that topic for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I I haven't heard of that. I never knew that. And that's the benefit of 
talking to a therapist, like you guys know how to put so much into perspective. So it it be the littlest things. Um, it be the littlest words that you guys know how to align, and it makes sense. So that was pretty good. See, I'm yeah. I'm in therapy <laughs> already. <laughs> Okay, so let me um, go to my next question here with you. So my next question is, um, I'm glad you answered that. It's it's pertaining to more so working moms. It seems as if women frequently find themselves um, bumping up against a lose-lose situation from career to family. Like, for instance, a woman who works often gets judged as being like a bad mother because she doesn't see her children as much as a stay-at-home mom sees their kids. But at the same time... Her workplace supervisors or managers might feel like she's a liability because she still must manage to pull the children together at home and family together. And they seem to see that as distractions to your work. What advice would you give a woman who's in this type of situation? Yeah, um, that's tough. And I, I don't have kids yet, you know, some days. Um, but um my mom worked, you know, and my mom is my favorite person ever, you know, um, and was able to still be a good mom. And so I think what we need is that self-compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. People on the outside of your situation might always have something to say or, might have their opinions and you just feel the judgment coming off of them. But if you have compassion for yourself and know that what you're doing is for the best interest of your family, you know, nobody can, nobody can um, really judge that, right? Nobody's in your shoes. Nobody knows what you need to do for your family except for you. And Mm -hmm. so um, other moms who have, you know, who either don't want to work um, and can afford not to work um, or that just culturally maybe what what they're used to, like that's that's their situation and they should be able to, um, you know, they they can live their lives, but they should also be able to let you live your life the way you need to as well. And that's, um, I think if we can all have some compassion for ourselves and compassion for others, I think we'd all be in a much better place. Okay. And I agree with you. Um, so first off, I want to say hi, Rihanna. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hi. So I've already let everybody know that you were in route. You were just running a few minutes behind. Um, and this is Latoya. Hi. All right. <laughs> nice to meet you. Sorry for my tardiness. No worries. You're fine. We what we um just got into was being a working mother, right? Mm-hmm. And having kids at home. And so it's almost like having a lose lose situation yeah. where you have to make sure that you show up for your family. Um, you also have to make sure that you show up for work. But when, you know, you're at home, you may be just so dedicated to work because, of course, there are a lot of reasons that you have to. You have to provide. And when you're at work, you know, something goes on with the kids, family first. Um, in which in that situation, your job may look at you as a liability. It may 
that may be the reason you're not getting promoted. That may be the reason, you know, you're not being given a lot of responsibility. Um, that may be linked to so many different things. And so she was giving her feedback on and or her professional um, advice on what in a situation, a woman in that situation, what is the best thing to do? And I agree with you 100%. And I literally just learned this last year. And what she said was, you have to have compassion, compassion for yourself. We are so hard on ourselves, you know, um, society is so hard on us. Everything is so hard on us when it comes to women that it makes it so hard for us to just have that compassion for ourselves. Um, And I wanted to mention to that, I definitely dealt with the mom guilt um, side of it where I felt that I wasn't being um, a good enough mom due to you know, work and the demands of that. Um, I definitely felt like, you know, at times if my kids were sick, um, I still can't call off because I don't want it to seem as if I'm not reliable or, you know, although my family is first, I'm not reliable or I'm not dependable or whatever when it comes to work. Have you ever dealt with something like that? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Every day. Um, I honestly, what you just said, I, I kind of feel like that, like now, like uh, I kind of beat myself down a lot with everything that I have going on. And then with, I have four boys, um, with them, it's just so many different things that I feel like sometimes I need to do more with them. Um, but then it's like, on the other hand, there's some spoiled brats, and I do spend time with them. And then I, you know, you I look, try to look at, look at it all, and try to, you know, get viewpoints. It's like and balance your life out, and balance everything that you want to do out, and balance just your career, and you know, your goals and your aspirations with your family, but mm-hmm. also allowing them and letting them know where you stand in it as well. And I think that plays a big part with your kids communication um a lot of times um we were taught that we shouldn't talk to our kids or tell them certain things but when you involve them and stuff they they are aware of what's going on you know like my as i was leaving my three-year-old say mama you finna go (laughs) i say yeah i said i gotta go record for the podcast he said oh (laughs) <laughs> so it's like they know I have to work or I have to do things, but they know that I'm going to be back. Or if they know I'm leaving, oh, can you bring me this back when you come back? There's requests. There's, you know, but they know that I'm available even if I'm here at the podcast. So I think we just have to learn how to balance it. I do it also with my career in corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I've been there for 10 years. I've I been supposed to be just. I am not gonna lie to you, but I am in the process of wanting to have and to obtain a position um, that will be a little bit more demanding. But reality, I really don't think that it's more demanding. Um, My boss feels so because you have to be on call, but you know the time that you're on call, so you can prepare for that. It's not like you're on call all Mm -hmm. the time. And to me, the current position that I have, the work schedule is all over the place. And this schedule will be more flexible and it'll be more standard across the board to where I feel like I can create and set a schedule and get on a direct idea with my kids as well as with my my work and my other 
things, million things that I do every day with, with yeah. this current schedule. It's like, uh, well, I got to do this this week. I got to do this this week because I can't, you know, it's all over the place mm-hmm. because of my work schedule and I can never get stable. Like, that's how I feel. And I think that's another reason um, that I feel the way I feel with my kids currently is because of the fluctuation in schedule. And it's like, okay, I can never do this. And then it's like, I'm tired. I, like, when I'm home, I'm like, Finally. All right, guys. Y'all want to come around and watch a movie? (laughs) Like, you know, something. But it's like, I don't feel like, can we go outside? I'm like, man. Go out out in the backyard. I'm going to watch you from her. Right. That's just just how I feel. But I don't know. I I feel like we are our own critics and we beat ourselves down more than what we deserve sometimes like that's we, true that's true we, we stay on ourselves but i think we we make it work i think that's that's definitely fact and i'm glad that you were able to speak to that a little more too um i want to ask a question pertaining to entrepreneurship and i know you can relate tremendously to this one as well and i think it, it kind of will piggy off of what you just said Rihanna. um i've personally learned that i feel most overwhelmed anxiety and depression and trying to juggle everything at once and the first thing to go is self-care and a focus on a relationship it's like you go to survival mode you know just to get through your day just to get through your time what about you Rianda? have you felt that I feel that all the time um I honestly was having a conversation with a friend of a brunch yesterday um just about anxiety and feeling overwhelmed with things. And it's like, we silently go through these different things in our lives. Um, because like we talked in the past episodes about being the strong friend. It's yeah. like you, you walk around just with this smile on your face all day because you know, you have to. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you have to push through, you know, you, you don't have a choice because who who else is going to do it, you know? And that's, that's what plays in the back of your mind. But it's also uh, something creeping up inside of you that's building up because you haven't been able to release it or you haven't been able to um, speak on it because you have to go, 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 you know? Or sometimes, like, when I was sick, I was kind of, like, I feel like when I was sick, that was God's way of sitting me down. Like yeah. he was like, sit, sit, sit your ass down. You need you need to just <laughs> sit down for a, for a, for some yeah. days because you don't know how to sit down. And I literally that's all I could do is sit down and mm-hmm. just rest and stay in my room and stay away and just like. Although I say I wanted a vacation, I didn't want that type of vacation. Right. But at the same time, it was healing for me. Okay. Like, after I look at it, it was like I needed to sit down. I needed to just chill for a minute. That's and a breathe. I definitely think that's a good outlook um, on it. And sometimes it definitely does take for you to just sit still. Unfortunately, you don't want it to be due to like medical reasons or health reasons. But A, if that's what it takes for you to sit still. Uh, Latoya, if you could give us three tips to help us like relieve ourselves from, you know, being in survival mode and refocus, what would they be? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys bring up such a good point of like this builds up and up and up till you just can't anymore and your body gives out. And so I watched this video. um, I saw this video on YouTube. um, I can't remember the woman's name, but what she said about self-care is like, you know, 
people people think of self-care as like I'm gonna go get my hair done and my nails done um and she was like that's grooming <laughs> I was like oh okay it just makes you feel pretty <laughs> right and that makes you feel pretty that makes the outside feel nice which does you know we need that um and she was like some people go to the spa and she's like that's wellness like that's not so like we're not at self-care yet um (laughs) and what she said was like self-care is those routines that you do on the daily it's the making your bed in the morning it's the the praying you know at night or the meditating like whatever whatever you fancy it's the going for walks it's the making sure you drink enough water during the day um it's the you know it's the like scrubbing of your entire body and lotioning up your entire body like wow right she's like your skin is the biggest organ on your body like if you're not taking care of that like what are you doing you know so like Mm -hmm. it's really infusing these things into your day that that calm your nervous system Right. And when your nervous system is calmer, you don't have to refocus yourself as much. You're because you're focused, you're 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 calm. You're able to go about your business in in a different way and see when things are starting, when that stress is starting to creep up and be like, all right, now now I can take a deep breath right in this moment or I can step out of the office for for five minutes and go for a walk because my you know my co-worker is getting on my nerves or somebody said something that is not sitting well with me and you can see it in the moment and do something about it so that so that you don't have that blow up so that you don't have that bo- your body giving out on you and so that the way that she spoke about it I was like wow like I even I as a therapist had never thought of it like in that way. Um and I, you know, I think one thing that has come out of the pandemic for me is I've been meditating for like eight months now, every day. And that's a game changer for me. You know, and I have a friend who she's going on morning walks every day and she's like I, she she thought she could maybe she's like maybe I'll just not do it on the weekends but she was like no let me let me not mess myself up like let me <laughs> let me just do it every day and it makes a, it makes a difference so I think finding those things that that work for you and and doing them every day is is really like what brings you peace um can I ask the question so uh since you started meditating what kind of change have you seen within you? So I, um, so meditation is, um, or mindfulness is like, um, it's this real interesting thing. It's like you're, you're retraining your brain to, to like be aware Right. And so you're having this awareness throughout your day. So like I um I got an email maybe a couple months back and I was, you know, it the email upset me. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt that I felt like 
my energy rising like in a in a bad way um and you know and i did like that that meme with the with the, the cat that's the frog. real fast yeah <laughs> i typed back a response and then i was like whoa like look at look at you like let, you know and i was like take it take a breath take a beat i put on like a quick three minute like um meditation thing and i listened to that and i was like i'm not going to look back at that email until the end of my day when when i've gotten through everything i need to get through right yep. there's no right that pressure that we put on ourselves just to respond to something like and rather than just let it sit like nobody's gonna die if i don't respond to this email right now right and i don't need to be in a back and forth with anybody so let me let me take care of myself in this moment right and so i think the goal with with practicing is like at some point you know down the line i'm gonna see the, i'm gonna see an email that upsets me and i'm and i'm gonna take those breaths before i respond yeah. right mm-hmm. but before the before my meditating journey like i i would have stayed in it i would have it would have been a whole thread. Got <laughs> a whole day about it. Um, and I would have messed up my day. would have called a friend about it. Girl, what? Yep. I was going <laughs> to mention, <laughs> I was gonna mention something that I recently learned when it came to meditation. is just that like anger, mad, frustration, all these things are just really emotions. And so, of course, what, what triggers you controls you. And if you can understand that it's just an emotion, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not your life. It's not, it's not your day. Like you're saying, like I, if I get in tune with that emotion, my entire day is about that emotion and which is bigger than the fact, you know, what was even said, it's about that emotion. So if yeah. you can learn how to meditate and, you know, as you mentioned, a key word was retrain, well, key words were retrain your brain to understand that this is an emotion. This is just a moment um, that you have control over how you go about it. If it's too much now, don't don't indulge in it. You know, yep. wait until the end of the day or whatever may have you in. You had your ice cream, your, your <laughs> Pepsi, you watch your shows. And yep. when you reread it, you don't even feel the same. You don't even reread. It could be the exact same words. But when you reread, yep. it's just not even going to hit the same that it did at the beginning. So yep. um, I think meditation yep. definitely helps tremendously with just understanding like your brain as you mentioned yeah. you know you yeah. understand things definitely and um you know and for the most of the time an emotion is only going to last about 30 seconds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you can wait it out except for when you're mad you're like <laughs> yeah. rah, rah, rah. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> most of the time not all the time but most of the time when an emotion comes up it it can it will last maybe like 30 to 60 seconds and if you wait it out for like that minute then it's gone then you're like okay yep (laughs) let me let me reread this or let me let me rethink this situation yeah you definitely have to um 
in so many words, I want to say educate yourself about that because we are definitely not, that's not something we're taught in schools, um, work training, like that's something that it takes for something to blow up and you, you will go to a therapist and realize like, oh, I had control. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you're in jail. Like damn, you know what? I didn't know I had control over that situation. It so so yeah, I thought I was doing the right thing, you know. But yeah, you have control over your no matter what emotion you feel in that moment. If you just train your brain to understand that it's an emotion that you have control over, you can go about handling handling things much differently. Yeah. Um, I want to go on to the next question, which is surrounding like self-identity as a woman. Okay. So I read a Forbes article that said a woman's identity is tied to expectations that she has internalized. <laughs> what advice would you share with a woman to help her dismantle unhealthy expectations? For example, like the wife who does it all and become aware of how real unrealistic it is to be a wife that does it all or a mother that does it all or a woman that does it all drive yourself crazy (laughs) (laughs) like why do we do this to ourselves yeah um so i think about that makes me think about like just the whatever the patterns that we've either learned because of something we've observed um or like like those didn't come from nowhere Right. So what is it about our history that has created these patterns? And if we can tap into that and we can start to kind of break them down and, and realize and recognize like. That's it doesn't this doesn't need to be it. This doesn't need to be the expectation. So like I, when I think about my mother, um, every holiday, she she does it all. <laughs> right. She's she's the you know and i think this is this is probably the case in a lot of families where it is one person who who owns the holidays they um that's the house you go to they do all the cooking and and i if i fall into that trap of like i have to do it that way right and i take up that torch from her when she's like when she says all right i'm done like the amount of pressure, like I can make some dishes, <laughs> but to do them all, like, you know, like that's, that's a lot. I don't know how she does it, <laughs> but I don't have to do that. Right. I have this whole family, right. Everybody, everybody knows how to cook. So everybody can bring a dish. Period. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely guilty of that. I would say I like holidays. I don't want you to bring nothing. I want you to eat everything I made. I want you to eat. I want to be the person that made everything. And I'm so bad with that. I ain't gonna lie. I, I still to this day, like I'm so bad with it. I don't know. I, I just I just but like to, okay. it's, I think it's maybe yeah. something controlling or something in me, maybe it's subconscious um, of something that, as you're mentioning, that influenced that. I really don't know. But if it's Thanksgiving and it, you come to my house, um, I don't know, you could bring sodas, paper plates, but don't bring, <laughs> you, if you bring food, like, desserts or something, you can bring dessert. I mean, no, because I want my sweet potato pie to be the dessert. I want my peach cobbler to be the dessert 
Like, if I come, don't get me wrong. Like, if I go to your house, mm -hmm. that's different. You can say crystal green something. Or I might not bring nothing at all. Because if I go to your house, I plan to just eat. I don't really want to make plans to cook and eat. Right. But if you come to my house, I want you to be chill. I just want to, I want you to eat all my food. And I want you to take plates. Like, I don't want you to bring anything. Sounds so. like me. Yeah. know how to have company. <laughs> you know how to have company? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't think nothing wrong with nothing is wrong with that. I think what it is right. is you know that your dishes are going to be how you know your dishes are going to be, yeah. And you're excited about that as well as yeah. the people that you invite over. You want them to experience yeah. what you know that you've experienced, yeah. And so it's like I I totally agree with both ends, um, yeah. Because I've cooked the whole meal on a holiday and that is doing it by yourself mm -hmm. it is a lot it, it is. is a lot that's mm -hmm. like a two three day job she be hurting yes man it is crazy but i've also had events where i'm like okay guys who's making what who's making this i'm only making this this and that like or i'll make the main things and then i'm like okay well somebody needs to bring dessert somebody needs to bring uh the the garnish the appetite you know something like that but um i think sometimes we get overwhelmed and what i've learned too is like with trying to do everything mm -hmm. i know your husband probably helps you because he's the Chef Boyer, the of the family. He can only make the turkey. <laughs> I give him the turkey. You don't do not ask we nobody. Do it. I do everything else. Don't ask me for help. Like, no, this is my area. And you're passionate. <laughs> it sounds like to me, you're passionate about it. I am. So that's I another am. reason. Like your mom, it seems like that's just something that she loves to do. She loves yep. to see the fulfilling, you know, faces and mm -hmm. being happy to be able to fill people up. Like my grandma, she used to do that. Like I used to. To this day, I still don't understand how she used to make all of that food for all, everybody. <laughs> right. And it still used to be food left over for mm -hmm. you to make the plate to go home. Mm -hmm. Or you come back the next day and you it's, make it even turkey sandwich or something yeah. available. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a lot. I did share with Latoya that I am um, sensitive also. And so I, I just, I don't know how else to, I guess, um, um, articulate or express what it is, but it, it is just that I'm passionate and I, I'm excited yeah, to mm -hmm. do this. And because I'm so excited, I don't want to put it in a selfish way, but I don't want to share my excitement. I want to be the person <laughs> that, that delivered this excitement. I don't want it to be with Crystal made this and this. No, 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 no. Crystal did this. It's good. You love it. Text a plate home. Yes, yes. <laughs> Pat me on the back. I know. Come back <laughs> next year. Like, I I like that. I like, and I'm a, a, a big, you know, um, people's person in that area. I like to make people happy. And of course, you know, food is one of those things that you can mm -hmm. do to make someone happy. So, yeah. And if yeah, that I need to stop you, doing that to myself, though. Well, if it works, if it works for you and you're not like broken down really by the work. end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to calm down. I make it work. <laughs> and at the same time, think about this. She probably had a photo shoot earlier that morning. <laughs> Came back, checked, checked on the side. Put a, made another Man, side. Left just, did something else. Just left someone help you. <laughs> I don't take 
take off for work the day before. I don't do none of that stuff. Like if this is a, a um corporate holiday, acknowledge cool. I'm off that day. I don't do none of that, and that's why I'm just acknowledging that God, like it's okay, like to not do it all. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. okay. It's okay to want to, but it's okay to not to. You don't have to put all that on yourself. True that, but it's yeah. okay to do it sometimes, but yeah. not all the time. God, I've been doing this for years. I'm not doing it this year. <laughs>
what is it about your history um, that has led you to be thinking these things about yourself, right? And if we can start to unpack that and um, and also like notice like the ways that those things are not true, right? That helps us to see like um, just how, how beautiful we are, right? And I think It's hard to um, it's hard to ask for help. <laughs> that's another that's another piece, right? It's hard to ask for help, and so I think when people get to the point of asking for therapy, they're like they're really they're really broken down. They're really feeling like this is unbearable, right? But I think if we can normalize therapy and people can get there sooner, right? How how much better can we be feeling about ourselves, um, and how much how much things can we can we avoid? You know, like how many like you know you said like people could end up in destructive relationships. That's true, right? But what what pattern of things in your life has led you to to feel like this is all you're worth? Right, that's good advice. And, yeah, that's real good advice. Um. Okay, so this is pretty much like the last question. And I was just sitting there like, hmm, what about relationships? And I know that you say you have both men and women clientele. So I'm going to make it broad just to see if we could get um, a story from this. But I was thinking like as a woman, we tend to be in certain relationship, romantic relationships. Um, there is the answer to our healing, like you let that relationship go, you'll heal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and let that relationship go, you you can win a million dollars tomorrow. Like, and no matter what's going on or what signs are there that says this is relationship needs to be let go, um, that act won't happen. Have you ever had that type of therapy session with a woman or a man? If so, can you share how that went? Um, so I've spent a lot of time working with um, kids and teens. Yeah. And ooh, is it hard not to insert your own thoughts, <laughs> right? On 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 some of the things that some of these teens are are out here doing, you know, like, um, you know, as a therapist, you have to be aware of your own biases and your own, like your own baggage so that you're not putting your stuff onto someone else, Mm -hmm. right? And so when someone is in a relationship that maybe personally you're like, this isn't working, you know, um, you can't tell them what to do, right? You're, You're on this journey with them and you're the, of self-discovery. And so you're asking them questions. You're helping them think through this in a different way than maybe they were thinking about it before so that they can come to their own conclusions. Right. And it's not easy, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially with teenagers, because, you know, you want them to be right they're at that stage where they're starting to figure out what is a healthy relationship and so you can give them some some of that information about like what makes a healthy relationship um 
and hope that they notice on their own that maybe theirs is not the healthiest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but they gotta get there on their own, and that's hard. And I I take I use that same frame with my friends because I'm like, you know, I'm your friend, right? I'm gonna ask you a question. You, yeah. you may not like where this question is going, but let's talk through this, right? In a safe space. Mm-hmm. But I want you to make a decision for yourself of like what's going to work for you. And if this isn't working for you, like I'm I'm here to help you talk through that and 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 I'm here as support if you decide to leave it. Yeah. It's like you have to learn how to support the person and not their situation, which is it's hard, you yeah. know, um, because you just want to support them, even though yeah. you, I don't I wouldn't do that. I don't like that. If that was me, you know, you have to take all of that out of it and just support the person. You yeah. Know, the situation. Yeah. Not the situation. <laughs> uh, something that I've learned that I think I'm guilty at, and I think different people um, uh, look at it in different ways. Um, you know, you have those some people that don't like you to have feedback about things, but then you have mm-hmm. some people that just they want your feedback. They mm-hmm. want you to, you know, tell them how you feel or how you would deal with the situation. And I think my issue is is I'm straight across the board a feedback giver. Um, I'm I'm a listener. I think I'm a great listener. You are. I'm not the type of person that just listens. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just, you know, if someone comes to me for advice or they're telling me a story, I just can't sit there and then like be like, okay, um, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> like if I have to interject my my thoughts or because while you're telling me and I'm listening, my brain, my brain is twirling. My brain is like, okay, what she say? Like it's key with keywords that's sticking out and that's sticking inside my brain for me to focus on because I want to give you my best opinion or advice that I can. Um, but then I tend to run into some people that don't want that feedback mm-hmm. and they have an issue with that. So I think with that, I think a lot of times we ask for feedback just to mm-hmm. get additional ideas or things that we can use to plot our own idea from. Mm-hmm. But I think in reality, we're going to make our own conscious choice. Of course. We get it yes. Yep. So that's yeah. facts. And there's definitely the friends that want that feedback. Um, and I, like, I trust, like, I, I trust that I know who my friend is. And so if, if they are just someone who wants different feedback from different people and just so that they could take in other people's, how someone else might approach it, like, that's fine. That's, that's not telling them what to do, right? That's saying, this is how I would, this is how I would approach it. And they're going to take that in and they're going to probably take it in from some other people and kind of weigh out their options to figure out what they want to do. And that there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I do Mm -hmm. think we all, we need to be here, especially as women to like support each other. Um, and and make sure that you know that you have a shoulder to lean on just like I got a shoulder to lean on right so I I love that you brought that point up um yeah that was definitely a dope point this is my um 
personal therapist right here too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am the, hey, I need to sit on your couch, friend. And I love feedback because one thing I realize is that um, I don't know it all. And no matter how experienced, seasoned, how many times you've been around a block, like you don't know it all. And right. you may think that you have your life together or something, you have control over situations, but no, you you need to make sure that, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people that at least can help give you, you know, positive feedback, whether it's what you want to hear or not, you, you need that in your life. And if you don't have it, then you definitely need to go to therapy. I have it. I have it all. I have people that like her, you know, this is one of my go-to people. Um, when something is just not adding up for me mentally or my anxiety is high, my stress level is high, I, I mentioned it to her and I, in one particular situation, I was like, tell me what I did wrong so I can get some sleep because my anxiety is up. And I'm sometimes you're in your own way mentally and emotionally, you know, and I also have my um, therapy that I do too now, you know, well, not now, but I've been doing it for like nine months and all of these different things helps me from day to day because it's, as we mentioned at the beginning, it's just so much that we're involved in. So many people we're involved with um, from our day to day that you just don't know it all. You don't have all the answers. So you, you, you want to more likely be open to hearing, you know, feedback as long as it's constructive, as long as it's positive. Um, and it's not to me any harm, whether it hurts or not, it's not to harm right. you. Right. Be open for that. So I, I love that. I love that. Um, do you have any final advice or suggestions about therapy for womanhood that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, like any words of encouragement, any words of empowerment. And last, I want to say, make sure you put your contact information in there. Where can they find you? Yeah. Um, I think my words of encouragement would be you are not broken. Um, don't feel like needing help or having to ask for help means that you're broken or that there's something wrong with you. Like we are like, we didn't, we didn't come on this earth on our, you know, on our own. So like, why should we be going through life on our own? Right. Trying to handle it all. That's so cool. You're not broken. <laughs> Thank you so much again for joining us today. We really appreciate what you're doing for womanhood. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So what did you think about today's episode? We want to know, leave us a comment on our Instagram or your podcast app about the highlights you love most from today's topic. And we will be sure to respond to them. Thank you again for listening to the High Heels and Tea podcast.